What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Survivor Now podcast. And today we are here to recap and review an incredible season of Survivor UK. Or was it incredible? We'll get the opinions of my colleagues here. Matthew and Ollie join me today to break it all down, episode 15 and the finale episode of the kind of revival of Survivor UK. By the way, gentlemen, you'll understand what I'm saying here. I did not figure the Instagram thing out. So we'll, <laughs> we're, we'll work on that for next season. We'll do some test runs. But yeah, eventually we're going to be going live on Instagram. So that's, that's a whole technique or yada, yada. You get it. Um, before we get into it, uh, if you do enjoy our content, make sure to hit that like button down below while you watch the show here. Uh, subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell. You can also listen to our audio recordings on Spotify, and you can always check out all the live streams on SurvivorNowPodcast.com. So, yes. gentlemen, who do I start with? Um, Let's just start right off the bat. How did we enjoy this weekend or this one day? Because both episodes aired on Saturday. Ollie, I'm going to start with you because it is your Survivor. It is You are from the UK. <laughs> that is your version of the show. Um, so overall, how did not, we're not talking about the season as a whole yet. We'll get to that later. Okay. How was this weekend for you? This weekend, I mean, being such a big fan, obviously I was excited. I was ready. And I feel like there was a little a couple little tiny things, but overall I enjoyed it. I, I loved the suspense. I enjoyed the there were times where we didn't really know who was not just going to win, but who was going to be out. So I thought that in that respect, it was really good. And overall, I think everyone did really well. So I'm, I'm happy. I mean, can you believe it's over already? I feel like just yesterday we were preparing for this season. <laughs> uh, I think I counted it out eight weeks. If I got my count correctly, I believe it was eight yes. weeks. Matthew, you and I were very critical about the start of the season. I think both of us were like, even Ollie admitted that it was a very, very slow start. Um, and like I said, we'll get into that later, talking about the season as a whole, kind of towards the end of the podcast. But how was this finale episode for you? Was this a better finale? Was it kind of in the middle? Where where was this for you? I've been very vocal about the fact that the post-merge era of the season has been really, really great for me. I've been very entertained this entire post-merge time, and I would say I enjoyed the finale. I was also just really happy. I mean, Ollie, I know that you were looking forward to it, so it was so infectious just seeing everyone who was watching it live in real time, uh, enjoying it, uh, and you know, and then seeing the reactions after. So I had I had fun with it. It's the finale of Survivor. It's it's mm. it's celebratory in a sense we've made it to the end the players get to sort of watch how see it all unfold on tv so i i was excited to watch it i had a fun time viewing it as well ollie mentioned that there are some small things here or there but otherwise i think there's a lot to discuss and i look forward to talking about the entire season as a whole later yeah i thought it was a solid finale i don't know there were some exciting moments um, I think what really made it exciting for me is there wasn't a clear cut winner mm, going right. in. I had no idea. I had the person that I thought should win because of their gameplay. And that was Chris. Personally, I felt Chris should have won, but I, I was looking at it from the fact of, I understand if he doesn't because he did piss a lot of people off on the jury. And then there was Matthew who I 
thought, you know, yeah, I could see him winning and I wouldn't be mad about it whatsoever because he did play a great game. He, hmm. he turned on people when I felt like it was, I felt like it worked out for him. Look, the man ended up in the finals. So whether you agree with it or not, but then there was still that in the back of my mind of like Tanuke and, um, Nathan are going to be frustrated about that. So I didn't know where those votes would go. And then, yes, there's going to be people who say Lilani was a goat. Like, I, I don't know if I see it like that. Lilani was being targeted from day one almost about how bad she was at challenges or she wasn't a male, so she wasn't part of the all-men's alliance. And and we'll get to that later because Lee had- That wasn't a thing. That wasn't a thing, allegedly. <laughs> it was a lie. It was a lie. Um, and so, but even Leilani, I was like, yes, I wouldn't, next to the other two, my vote hmm. wouldn't be going to Leilani, but I could see a route where she wins because yeah, she didn't piss people off on the jury. She was everybody's friend. She was almost like, and I'm going to try to keep my Survivor US, you know, analogies or whatever- to a minimum, because we're here to talk about and celebrate Survivor UK and their version of the show. Um, but I will say she was she was like a Mama J in a sense. She was like almost the mom of the camp, where everyone loves the mom of the camp. So I, I could mm. see her getting votes as well, gentlemen. Uh, whoever wants to take this this next question here, going into the finale before we talk about the actual winner and then the road of how the road of how they got there. Um, who did you? feel like was going to win or who did you want to win like what was your mindset going into that mm -hmm. final trial before they oh, even I'll, started giving the speeches ollie had a full five four three two one i i had a i had a prediction and actually funny enough my winner prediction was correct mm. and my fifth place and my third <laughs> oh was like, okay well i was i was 60 percent we don't have the evidence, so I can't believe you. But it's in writing. Ollie's gonna get it. <laughs> I, I, I did message back, Ollie. I said the final three was going to be Matthew, Christopher, and Hannah, but I also guessed that Matthew would win. Yes. Mm. Matthew, like Matthew was definitely out of everyone for me personally. He was the one I was rooting for the most, just because I feel like he he played a really well balanced, like all round game, and that's what I kind of want to credit. Because I feel like when I was watching, when because we said this on the last podcast, I felt like everyone had things that they had to kind of navigate going into the finals. I feel like for Hannah and even Leilani, it was, what have you done that's big and bold? For Christopher, it was that social side. For Matthew, it was that kind of strategic element. It was owning his game and not being apologetic. Um, so that's where I was kind of at with it, but yeah, I was, I was rooting for Matthew. I mean, me. we're going to talk about like the hate. I feel like every survivor winner gets hate. Like there's, oh, there's always people who are like, oh, they didn't deserve to win. And we're going to get into all that. I love all these face there. I do have to, before we get your thoughts, Matthew, on this, I got to get this comment in, uh, D DB Piper just said, just watched the finale. Very happy with the results. First time watching this podcast. So excited to hear your thoughts. Thank you. Aww. Thank you so much for swinging by. We appreciate you. Hope you enjoy the show. So Matthew going in, we hear Ollie saying, you know, he expected Matthew to win. And you also picked Matt to win uh, Survivor UK. What did you think, though, about like going in? Did you still feel like it was going to be Matt heading into the final three? Or were you like, ah, I think Chris might might get this? I think that 
unfortunately with Christopher, I really kind of saw the writing on the wall with the fact that I thought the jury was going to work against him at every opportunity. So it was, we saw it play out at the final tribal council and it made me think, okay, what was going on at their version of Ponderosa, you mm -hmm. know, cause uh, that there's still part of the game there, which is sort of, uh, having a little bit of group think, right? Like how does the jury view each of the players? So I didn't think that Christopher was going, going to end up with the win just because of how it's been laid out in the episode. And the reason I then go to Matthew is because Matthew had a very clear narrative from the start of the season where he sort of outlined himself as I'm going to use my, uh, young age and sort of play up the naivete of the whole thing to get further and it's a great word to get further into the game so although i think at some points the edit sort of lost that element and matthew maybe for the best kind of got mixed in with the the shuffle of everything else going on it was matthew who at the end of the day at tribal council was able to sort of tie it back to his narrative and really outline from beginning to end what his trajectory was. Oh, that was so well said. And I can't wait. I mean, you brought up how he was able to outline. That is such an important part of this finale episode, the final tribal council, like those speeches. And I do have a lot to say about the speeches altogether. I have maybe some hot topics or hot discussion takes, hot takes. That's what I was like. That's the word I'm trying to get to. Let's do it. Uh, Georgette says, I also picked Maddie to win. I yeah, I feel like he was the popular pick going in. Um, before we get into the the final three and breaking down that final tribal council, because I know that's what a lot of people are going to want us to talk about. Let's talk about the other two people and what led to maybe their demise mm. and why they didn't make it to the final three. And I'm talking about Pegleg and I'm talking about Hannah. And personally, we saw this play out. We saw at the final six, there were three pairs of duos. You had Nathan Lilani, yep. you had Matthew and Chris, and you had Hannah and Pegleg. And we saw them talking at that reward with Chris, the spa reward, how they pretty much had it lined up because they knew Matthew and Chris were going to go after Nathan. That eliminates one of that duo. Then they said, basically, we'll pick up Lilani or we'll just we'll target them. We'll get out either Matthew or Chris. I believe they said we'll get out we'll get out Chris next. That leaves us the last duo in the game. There's no fire making. Pretty much you can just take your duo, whoever you want, to the final three. So they have this lined up. Where it all went wrong is Hannah decided to get out Pegleg. She was persuaded into eliminating Pegleg because he was such a threat. And she goes out the door right behind him. Hmm. So I'm interested to get your guys' thoughts because when Hannah got voted out, I remember basically saying to my screen, uh, that's what you get for voting out your number one ally because it kind of left her on an island by herself. Uh, Matthew, I'll go to you first here. Uh, what led to the demise of Pegleg and Hannah? Did Hannah make the right decision? Just she had not enough friends at that point to get to the finale. What, what all went down? I'm going to say I think Hannah missed out on a very telling thing, which was that Pegleg told Christopher that if uh, Pegleg uh, gets voted out and goes on the jury and Hannah's at the final three, he is voting for Hannah to win. And that was mm. a mistake, in my opinion, for both of their games, because mm. now it just makes Christopher want to vote out Pegleg and then 
now it gives him extra permission to want to vote out Hannah before it gets to the final three. So I really think that moment is what I keep going back to where mm. I see what Pegleg was trying to do. He was trying to say, you're going to want to take me instead because you're not getting my vote. But at the same time, Pegleg was a threat with the jury to win. He was going to get votes if he made it to the end. I believe it. I believe Hannah was also going to get votes if she made it to the end. Yeah. So I think just by Pegleg saying, if you vote me out and Hannah's at the end with you, I will vote for Hannah and not you. It really just ended both of their games right there. Mm. Yeah. I mean, the final five, it was very interesting for me because kind of Pegleg was sat there kind of going, I want to take Hannah and I want to take Chris. But then to Chris, he's going, no, I want to vote you out. If you didn't have immunity, I was voting you out. And I was kind of sat there going. <laughs> Bold strategy. I thought that instantly like when he said. <laughs> I was like, the T's aren't crossing, the I's aren't dotting in that sense. Um, but I think for Hannah, it was. I I can see why she wanted to get rid of Peg Leg. Had she gotten rid of Peg Leg at final four, it would have benefited her more. I think she left herself vulnerable voting out peg leg at final five meaning once they came for her she didn't have the comfort of at least peg leg mm. because yeah. peg leg then could have been like no i'm gonna keep you safe so i think that's where she went wrong had she gone right i'm gonna get him out at final five or uh, final four sorry we'd possibly be having a completely different story here it's a bold strategy when someone's sitting next to you with the individual immunity to go, uh, I was going to vote you. If you didn't have that on, I'm voting you tonight. Because yeah. I instantly was like, well, Chris is definitely voting for Pegleg. I yeah. know I would if I'm sitting there. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ollie, you have something to add on? Well, no, I was just going to add, with that, with that tribal council, what I also found really weird was Pegleg's final kind of answer. I can't remember the question, but he was answering. And he was kind of bigging himself up. He was like... You know, I've made great strategic moves, which would yes. hopefully bode well. And I was sad. It gave me, and I know we don't want to do Survivor US, but it gave me Sierra, Sierra Dawn Thomas from season 30. I was sat there Ooh, going. Good shout out. Okay. I was like, <laughs> why are you doing this? I was like, you are literally giving the other four reasons as to why you're a threat. I was like, you want to minimize that, especially at Tribal Council. Um, so when I, when I heard that and then he was like, yeah, Christopher, if you didn't have the immunity. I was like, yeah. I was like, bye, bags. There, what there is another thing though that led me to know that Pegleg was getting out at final five, but that is actually, um, and this is one of the things. This is it's BBC's doing. Oh, do tell because they had, and I posted it on my Instagram. Um, it was their finale kind of teaser video. Yes, yes, and we saw a shot of each of the other four finalists doing the final four challenge. <laughs> I clocked it. The uh, cuz technically we saw Hannah doing it, we saw Chris doing it, we saw um Matthew doing it. And then we saw Leilani on the ground and I looked at where Leilani was and I was like that's not the final five challenge. I was like that's rocks. That's that looks like the same thing. And I looked at it and I was like that I was like take legs like, gone at five. So oh, I like, no. just want to mention that I don't know if anyone else noticed that, but that's mm -hmm. just for BBC to pick up on. There will be eagle-eyed viewers <laughs> clocking stuff. Well, I mean, Nicely later done. on, later on, I, I want to have this segment at the end of the show where we do like wins and losses of the mm. season as a whole. 
And I think we can all agree the publicity team, not the ones that we've worked with for the interviews. I'm talking the social media team has been a major loss this season for Survivor UK. Uh, But we will get to all that. Um, the, the, The last question I have about the previous two, and we'll get to them a little bit later on when we're talking about the outposts and some of the other stuff that happened in the finale, the the uh, challenges and all that. But Matthew, let's say, you know, I don't like to put hypotheticals out there. Basically, you can you can't do do overs, but let's just say, let's play a game and say Hannah makes it to the finale. Does she still get Peg Leg's vote even after she turned on Peg Leg? I think she would. Mm-hmm. I think she would because. Mm-hmm. To this point, I think Pegleg has uh, drawn such a, a picture in his mind of the type of player, Christopher, and who else is there in this hypothetical? Would we say Matthew? Yeah, yeah probably. I would assume Matthew, yeah. Because they cut Leilani, yeah. Sh- sure. I, I think he's painted, uh, Pegleg has painted such a picture of the type of players that Matthew and Pegleg are with the moves that they pulled in the previous weeks of the show uh, and previous episodes. And it makes me feel like Hannah would get applauded for that move and celebrated more so than the reactions to the moves that Matthew and Christopher had made at that point. I really do think that Hannah was a threat to win regardless Mm. of uh, the view from uh, peg leg in particular, but the rest of the jury, because I liked seeing Hannah's uh, thought process throughout these last couple of episodes. Mm. You could tell that Hannah had a good idea of what was going on and was sort of mapping out that those, those final few days of what she would have wanted. The reason I thought she would make it to final three is because they did show her saying, I kind of want to sit at the end with Christopher because I know no one would vote for him. So I do think Hannah was a, a really good, uh, I think it was right of them to vote her out because I think she would have gotten votes and possibly would have won. And I do think she would have in that situation, but it's all interesting to look at. Mm. I, yeah, I, I, yeah. Well, oh, I was just going to say, well said. And the thing with Hannah is I also don't believe we fully got to see her gameplay throughout the season. Uh, I, I'm right. not saying she got a purple edit. I think I said that earlier on in the season, but later on here where when the numbers dwindled, I think we got more Hannah content, Mm. which was amazing because she seems awesome. Um, But I do feel like the jury might've respected her game a little bit more than say like casual viewers would have, because I just feel like we didn't get to see her full arsenal when it came to what she's done in the game. And, and I mean, I didn't even figure out, excuse me, that her and peg leg were this like super close since day two until they mentioned it at the reward. And I was like, oh, yeah. really? Cause I thought Pegleg and Lee were like super close mm. until Lee got voted out. But it sounded like Hannah and um Pegleg had been a duo since day two, what they said. So that was yeah. that was something that came out and was shocking to hear. So we just didn't really get to see her full gameplay mm. in a sense ollie you had something to add on there. yeah well i just want to say with that i think it, when you look back you can tell because obviously they were kind of always yes now that you know yeah 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 um i think with hannah i think she did a masterful job at playing a subtle game because no one really clocked her and no one was ever kind of considering her like the main time she got considered was final four even at final five she was the only unsafe person not to have her name mentioned. Like, obviously, Pegleg was thrown out there, Matthew was thrown out there, and then Leilani's name was thrown out there. 
just at the last minute. It was only Hannah who was not named and kind of also moving forward. And then she had a really good social game because as as we saw, no one was ever targeting her and no one ever wanted to vote her out, which I think she had a perfect game intact, if I if I remember correctly, yeah. up until uh, that. I know, no, she, she got, got votes. She got, yeah, she had a, she had a vote. At Someone seven. had a perfect game in, intact. Oh, it was Matthew. Oh, Matthew, thank you. I I yeah. knew someone had a perfect game intact. Um, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, had she, had Hannah made it to the end, I guarantee she would have had a vote from Lee and a vote from Peg. She would have had two confirmed votes. All she would have had to have done was show showcased. That's funny. Um, the thing <laughs> was perfect timing. <laughs> perfect timing. I'm literally just praising her. Um, but the thing with Hannah's game, she would have had Lee and Peg, and I think she would have been able to showcase her social strength, and then been like, and this is why I played a better game than say Matthew and Christopher, and gotten more votes because we kind of did see that social game and jury management were a big key in final tribal council, and I think she had a stronger case there than she did others. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I could, I could see her getting Nathan's vote as well. I don't mm. know. That's that's three votes right there. I mm. could really see Nathan being a realistic vote that she could have gotten. So that's uh, Nathan I Lee. I think Januke and, as well. Yeah, I, yeah. I I almost feel I didn't. I don't remember exactly where everybody voted, but I think Nathan and Tanuke were a pair with their vote. Mm. Whoever, I mean, they were just so close. I could almost see them being a pair in the game of whoever one votes, the other person's going to vote too. So I could definitely see that happening. But <clears throat> it was I was. I was sad not to see the the unlikely duo of Hannah and Peg make it on yeah. to the finale. Um, let's get on to that final tribal council, though. There's a lot of talking points here. This is the one Ooh. tribal council a year that I pay attention to. If you guys don't know, I usually don't enjoy tribal councils. I can't um, believe but, you admit this. I know, I know every <laughs> single time, right? I just, I don't know. It's, it's not my cup of tea. I'm like, get to the vote. I want to see you get voted out. But anyways... This is one I, I paid attention to. And here I'm going to start with the hot takes. Chris's speech was wonderful. I thought it was a very strong pitch to the jury. Ooh, Ollie disagrees. <clears throat> I thought it was a very strong pitch. I thought Matthews was a little weak. I thought it could have been better. I, I, I hate to throw this out there. I thought his final speech was a little naive. Like I'm like, he's showing his youth in a sense with this hmm. speech. And then Leilani, I'm going more about more pastor speech. Mm. I thought it was one of the worst final tribal performances I've ever seen from a castaway. I love you, Leilani, so much, but I think it was one of the worst. Um, so what'd you say, Ollie? Shade. Shade. <laughs> shade. Matthew's like, shade. Randy, how dare you throw shade? No, I... <laughs> I, I I don't know if I would say it was the worst. I feel like I've yeah. seen I'm saying worse, one of, I, I, but one of, not one of. Okay, I yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I think I could follow there. I think the thing with Leilani, and I know we'll talk about. I'm glad it came up in questioning too. Hmm. Was the whole idea of of, of basically saying like <clears throat> I started playing the game last week, which she flat out did That's, say at some point during the that thing. is when I said you lost. You cannot yeah. say that when I think it was it might have been Lawrence, yeah, or no, maybe not. I can't remember who asked. Uh Lawrence calling Leilani a to her face. Yeah, Nathan. And he said, just tell me when you started really yeah. playing. I would say the last week. 
I said no. Yeah. No. Sorry, Matthew. I didn't mean to interrupt. You, no, it, it's exactly my thoughts too. Where I, this is where I think having seeing watching more seasons of Survivor really, uh, what's the word? It really benefits the players. I feel yeah. like. You, you, I feel like there is a world where you can go into Survivor without having seen a single episode and really thrive. But mm -hmm. when it comes to a final tribal council, there are certain things that the jury wants to hear that I think watching previous, even, even if you haven't seen the whole season, watching previous final tribal councils to get a sense of how yeah. winners paint their story to end up winning, I think is mm -hmm. so important. And I encourage yes. everyone to do that. I, I thought the... It did become apparent who had watched Survivor, who had came prepared uh, with Survivor knowledge, and who hasn't watched it throughout mm. this tribal. Whether it was the jury asking questions or whether it was the three finalists answering. I, mm. I, Lawrence asked a question in particular. Um, it was like a longer question, but it just stuck out to me. And I'm like, you can tell Lawrence did his his research in a sense. Yes. <clears throat> because I can't remember what he asked, but it was like on Survivor, this happens. And he kind of led with that kind of question. So I wish yeah. I could remember it. But um, there it was, one it was when he was talking about the goat, it was the goat comment where he's like, You can yes, be perceived yes. as a goat, but obviously you've been dragged here, not really been that physical. And what would like he he specifically asked, what were the two moves you made? And I think this is where Leilani really did suffer because mm -hmm. to her credit, she mentioned the final immunity, which I think I, I can attest. She like, that was badass of her. It was when they he, he asked for her moves and all she did was go, Christopher Matthew being here. I was like, Stop. Matthew's face got me. His face looked, he looked yeah. at Christopher and he's like, what? I, because so I put on here, I put on my notes missed opportunities. And I think a really big opportunity that Leilani missed was referencing her underdog story. Because let's be fair to her, she was an underdog from round one. She was voted yeah. off her tribe, gone to another tribe. She didn't even bring that up where we didn't see no. it. Right. And that's the thing. We we never heard the fact that she was at the bottom and she's managed to get her way there. That doesn't just take a whole lot of luck. Yes, we know in Survivor there is luck and she did have some luck. But the fact that she was counted out at day one and she got to the end, that's something in itself. That's something. How can you use that? And I feel like that's where she missed. That's where she could have really shown the fact that, you know, she had played the game. She was persistent because... If she hadn't tried, she would have been 18. Like that could have been that that could have been a great way for her to try to win the game. That that's your pitch right there. Look, I got voted from my tribe to go to a, another tribe where I was the only original Calatun on that tribe of Leninas. And somehow I'm sitting here and all the Leninas besides Chris are right there. So that sh that should have been her pitch. That is an yep. incredible pitch. If I'm sitting there, I'm like, you know what? She's right. She had no friends from Calatun when she went to Lenina, and she's still sitting here at yeah. the finale. That's impressive mm -hmm. in itself. Matthew, is there anything else Leilani could have said here to kind of improve her chances? I said it was one of the worst final tribals I've ever seen just because she did play up. I remember her initial speech. She was really playing up, you know, 
she wanted the game to kick her ass and it didn't. Mm. And, you know, she's proud of what she's done. Um, I just felt it was more self-discovery based than why she actually deserved to win the hundred thousand pounds in a sense. Like it was more of like, I'm a mom who came out here. My kids are going to be proud or my kid's going to be proud. And that's all that matters to me. That's almost how I took her final tribal council speech. And I'm like, I'm happy for you. Not happy enough to give you my vote. I, I don't think there's any shame in going that route, but I think some no. of the, uh, points that she brought up were misplaced. And then like mm. you both were saying so well was that there was other things about Leilani's game that all three of us have seen that we would have loved to her to make a bigger point about, especially that getting uh, moved from Lenena to Calaton or no, vice versa. Calaton yeah, to Calaton to Lenena. Calaton yeah, yeah, yeah. to Lenena. So I think I'm not, I'm not, I'm really not mad with how Leilani tried to frame some things. After mm. all, at the end of the day, we've all seen final tribal councils where people really stretch <laughs> their, their game. And we're as viewers, we're all like, yeah. okay. But the jury's <laughs> like, oh, interesting. So I'm not upset with what she was trying to do mm. here. I do agree that she could have gone in stronger with certain mm. points. And I think that just comes down to um, more preparation. Yeah. I also just want to say, I think, I actually do think Leilani had a strong opening speech. It was just the fact when you look into the speech and you look at it, there wasn't a lot of game substance. And I think that's what was missing. Can't deny she played a really good social game. When she mentioned that, I was like, good answer, because you did play a really good, effective social Very game. solid, very solid in challenges too. Yeah. And the thing is like, she like people will say that she wasn't a comp threat. The endurance challenges, she was there solid. She had like she was didn't able move. to get into the zone. Yeah. La yeah. And she did bring up lasted five hours. Yeah, against and against she, Chris. That's insane. she could have also said it didn't didn't <clears throat> lose until my body gave out. You know, we yeah. saw that yeah. with um Survivor Cambodia Joe, right? So, like being yeah. in did, the challenge did she, until did she pass out? I missed this. I I saw no. her fall back. I don't think it was so weird and I'm so happy she's okay because it looked like a super hard fall, but like she just kind of like froze and fell back. But yeah. I think, she out. Just, yeah, I think she just got off balance. I think that was it from what it was more. The, it was more of the fall that I think was yeah. the concern here. Mm. Um, But yeah, with, with Leilani, mm. I, I think it was that, had because I think she was then trying to go for strategic, and I think because uh, I think it would have just been a thing of own the fact that I wasn't the most strategic, that wasn't the strength of my game, these were the strengths of my game, and I think she could have potentially got more people. But do I still, I still don't think she would have had enough to win, but I do feel like she would have had a, at least a decent case. Hmm. I mean, we have Leilani over here, right? Who was sort of trying to paint it more around narrative or her personal growth mm. throughout the game. But then we also have Christopher on this side. I mean, Ollie, it seems like you have some things to say about Christopher's pitch. Yes. So I said this, I, I like, I, and I know that Randy just said that he thought Chris had a really strong opening speech. And I actually am the opposite. I don't think Christopher had the strongest speech only because 
I think he started off his speech being saying that he wasn't really strategic. And I was like, like he was only saying like he was only strategic when people turned on him. And I was kind of sat there going, you were the one that were creating the alliances at round two. I was like, you need to own your strategic game. Cause mm. if if there's anything kind of like we can take say with Chris was he was such a strong strategic player. Own that. And I think the other thing from his opening speech. I believe it was his opening speech or it might have been um, kind of one of the first questions. It was, he was kind of saying that it was other people's doing that why they turned on him. And I was kind of sat there going, no, I was like, it wasn't everyone else turning on you, Chris. I was like, that, I was like, that's a death sentence to me. I was like, that's where you're going to lose kind of not the respect, but people aren't like the jury aren't going to sit there and, reward you if you're going to sit there and go well it wasn't my fault you turned on you guys all turned on me right i had i did not see where that point yeah came in when he when he said that i was sort of confused as to i needed an example or something of where that happened because from from the edit from the viewer's perspective i didn't get that i don't know if any of our viewers once again we do have our live chat open thank you to everyone who's commented so far i don't know if you would also like to share your opinions on this final Mm -hmm. tribal council but i'm actually uh, I agree with Randy. I thought Christopher did start out pretty strong in his statement. I do wonder where, when he said the point about, you know, I tried to throw a challenge to keep Doug and Peg leg safe. I was like, cool. Yeah. Where I yeah. think he may have lost people is when he said, I was willing to risk my own safety to keep Doug and Peg leg safe, which is a way of looking at it. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's definitely, it's something, you mm. know, like that's there. I think Christopher. I think many people on the jury were very eager to poke holes into Christopher's strategy yes. and to sort of corner him with some of their questions. Do you have a, a favorite one? Um, I believe the one we're referring to here is Lee. Um, so oh. that's where we'll go to. I, yeah, that, cause it was Ashley. And I think Ashley and Doug did do Chris favors by yes. giving him, giving him questions for him to, clarify and I think they did it in a way that actually benefited his game it was just a shame that Chris missed those opportunities because um well it was the Ashley one first where she was asking to clarify conversations and unfortunately unfortunately we had Lee who um and I think this is where this was this had this was this wasn't Chris's doing like and I will give Chris full respect on this this was not Chris's doing when he was like, yeah, these conversations were had, here's why. And then Chris, um, Lee was the one that was like, no, nope, never talked about uh, all-male alliance, which let us be very clear, Lee was caught caught in 4K multiple times mentioning an all-male alliance. Yeah, I was going to say, do we do a poll real quick with our live <laughs> chat viewers? Like, I, we all know, we all know that Lee has said these things on camera. So it, it really aggravated me that... Hmm what it seemed like what was happening in this moment was Lee trying to look, it looked, it felt like do some damage control, but also it really felt like trying to oh, I think it was damage control. Well, I feel oh, like we, so I was trying to play I into was just about to the, ask. the idea oh, that uh, he didn't want Christopher to win yeah. at all and was going yeah. to say anything to make sure that that didn't happen. And that is where it was like, Lee, you're out of the game. Like I was just about to 
I was just about to ask what I miss, and then I I was hearing Lee, and I was like, oh, okay, we're talking about this. Okay, this I came back at the perfect yeah. time. Sorry, everybody, uh, my internet lagged out there. Um, but yeah, so the the crazy thing is, Joel had to interfere in this. like he had to interrupt, and I don't know if anyone noticed it. It was the way. He said, all right, um, next we're going to go to Lawrence. It kind of, whatever, however he kind of ended the discussion between Lee and Chris, it almost sounded like a parent who was mm. trying to stop in escalating, like, two brothers from fighting. Yeah. It was because like, thank he, you, Chris. Thank you, Lee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was very yeah. quick, straight to the point, and then moved on. And I think props to Joel, because I, I was thinking that. I'm like, ooh, this is starting to get a little hateful and less hmm. about the game and more about vendettas against one another can we just say it was getting hateful from one side okay yes yes we can say I, that because i'm gonna clarify that even though i even though we know that both of them were not the biggest fans of each other to me yes you're on the jury and yes you're allowed an opinion i feel like as soon as chris spoke about no as soon as lee spoke about chris's morals and then the way lee was like answer like responding that's not this yeah. that's not survivor that's not the gameplay like you're not you're not you you haven't got the essence of the game in this point mm. and that's where i was kind of like to me personally i didn't see the credibility that lee had because at the end of the day if you're not going to vote for chris that's fine just say chris you have no you have no chance of my vote but i think the fact that he did stand there and was trying to argue Chris and kind of just be like, whatever you say, I'm going to denounce. That's where I was like, you've lost me. Yeah. And Chris um, did try to give him like, he, he was trying to genuinely answer the questions and like, this is what happened. We had a relationship uh, early on in the game. It just kind of, we grew apart when Leilani came over in, in, you know, that, that weird swap or trade of a player in a sense. Um, but the thing that, the thing that I do want to bring up is I don't know if you guys already talked about it. Forgive me. Cause like I said, I had to jump out there for a minute, but the big talking point was this all male Alliance. Did it get brought up? Did it not correct me? Correct me if I'm wrong. It, it did get brought up earlier on in the season in, in a, a non-direct way. Yeah. Yeah. Randy. I oh, mean, I was, the men you just have just a just natural said. Alliance. I, yeah. I we, you met we were literally just about to like pull our live chat uh viewers right now of just like we all know that this happened so it was interesting you could tell that this was something that at their version of ponderosa that they you know like it seemed like lee was like i i can't wait to confront christopher at final tribal council like that's how it felt going yeah. into it and i think you know the, the it seemed like that they were all aware that that question was going to be asked because Lee sort of like was really ready for uh, Ashley sort of initiated the conversation and then Lee jumped in with the answer and everything like that. So it felt odd. It it, yeah. it just, it just, you know, it didn't, it didn't leave me feeling like this was fun anymore. And yes. that was sad. Um, all, all I would say on this issue was when it came to, was this mentioned, wasn't this mentioned when it came to Christopher's, before final tribal council and each person had their own little segment we saw each of them have their own little thing one of the things in christopher's seg segment was the moment 
between Christopher, Lee, Doug, right. and Pegleg, where he goes, we have an unspoken bond. And Lee's the one that says, yep, all male, all the guys. And then he, ever since then on Twitter, we've seen things come up with Chris, um, Lee mentioning, always praising the guys, wanting to keep the guys safe. So that's what we say. Well, I want to kind of move off topic though, because in terms of Chris, and I think his questions to the jury, I do think he missed... I think the big thing with Christopher's final tribal council was he was trying to he was trying to answer on what he thought the jury wanted to hear oh, as yes. opposed to what Christopher had to do. And because it's a shame because it was... I feel like they put him in that box as well mm. in a sense. Like I think in a way they they did want his answers to sort yeah. of uh be what he was saying but at yeah. the same time they weren't going to reward that. Yeah, exactly. I think Christopher kind of had to realize they were going to try and like mousetrap him. And he kind of just needed to be like, yes, I was ruthless. Yes, I was this. These are the reasons why this is my game. Because it was especially the Doug question where right. Doug was asking about Tanuke's boat off and say, did you manipulate Matthew into thinking this? Mm -hmm. And then he gave his answer of, well, everyone's entitled to their opinion. And I was like, not get like you he didn't give a definite answer and then he allowed Matthew to defend himself and that's really to me where Christopher lost because I do feel like had had he sat there and said I'd clocked for the round before the Calatons were together so from my mind I saw that Matthew and Lawrence to me my perspective they were on the bottom so they were the ones that I needed to manipulate and kind of convince to flip and I was able to. If he'd done that, then I feel like he could have garnered a lot more votes and it could have been such a closer vote. But the fact that he kind of gave a very, not wishy-washy, but he didn't give a definite, strong answer. And then Matthew was able to go, I have my own mind. I'm allowed to do this. This is why I did this. I was like, yeah. I totally agree with you. I think if uh, Christopher had said uh, something along the lines of, exactly what you said, Ollie, but also just adding in the fact that my strategy was to plant seeds of doubt into yes. Matthew and Lawrence's heads that they were on the outside of the alliance uh, when it also came to uh, Nathan and Tanuke's involvement as well. Mm. So I think if he had went along that route and it, it, it didn't have to sound like I, you know, like I went and told Matthew, he had to vote out to Nuke and Nathan. It was more the seeds of doubt that we know as viewers, Christopher really worked hard to plant there, which sort of grew into the much larger blind side mm. of Tanuke. So I think it was a definitely a missed opportunity. I totally agree with you. I think that he was given opportunities to sh sort of um, showcase his game in a way, like you said, from Doug as well. And this just goes to show that although from a viewer's perspective, it seemed like Chris throughout the entire entirety of the game was very, did very well strategically and also in the challenges. This is the end of the game isn't when you enter final tribal council. The end of the game is when the last vote is read. Yeah. So I think he really needed to commit to the game that he played and not back out of it. Yes. Oh, overall, do we believe did Chris play the best game out of the final three here? I know we're gonna get to Matthew and or no, you you do believe no. Matthew played the best? 
yeah, to me, I feel like when I look at the like Leilani, Christopher and Matthew's game, I do feel like Matthew played the strongest game because he had the most well-rounded, balanced game. Because mm. to me, even though he didn't win immunities, he was still strong in he was still strong physically. He had a really good physical game pre-merge and even leading into the merge. And then strategically, he was able to make really strong moves and then still have ways to the end. Because again, I think Final Five, he even mentioned it. He has different avenues. He has different routes he could possibly take. And I think the one, the moment for me that made me really appreciate Matthew's game in Final Tribal Council was he, he just mentioned one word, which neither of the other two mentioned. He mentioned adaptable. He had an adaptable game. And that's where I was like, this is where Matthew is playing a better game. Because again, he was able to own his faults. And then the issue with Leilani, I feel like Chris and Leilani had completely different weaknesses. Leilani didn't have a strong strategic game. She wasn't able to showcase moves that she had done. And then with Chris even though he was so strong strategically and physically, his jury management and kind of some of his social faux pas right at the end, he wasn't able to like bounce back from at final tribal. Had he been able to, I think Chris could have won, but unfortunately his, his social faux pas really did ruin it for him. Matthew, do you agree that Chris didn't play the best game out of the final three? Or In terms of well-balanced, I agree with Ollie. I think that Matthew had a good game, a nice balanced mm -hmm. game. From a viewer's perspective, I can confidently say that I was entertained the majority of the time this season by things that involved Chris, moves, um, throwing the challenges, you know, things like that. Yes, Ollie. <laughs> My so I'm gonna say this. It's all out <laughs> okay. to say. Technically, uh, when you're in the game of Survivor, are you playing for the viewers or are you playing for the win? Well, that's exactly my point here, which is <laughs> yeah. that I think that we're we're not in the game with Chris. Who knows how any three yeah. of us would have reacted to his moves had we been playing alongside him? So that's where it, we have to look at ourselves as viewers and really do the the understanding here and the like the internal reflection yeah. of what is a good game player. And I think part of what decides that is the uh, castaways that you are playing with. Mm. It is, you know, it is the jury's decision of who they want to reward at the end. So here's the thing. Christopher made some very important game altering season altering moves this season that I think put him as a, a top tier player yeah. for the season itself oh he needs Where, to come back i'll just say that sorry i didn't I agree no he please i agree. absolutely <laughs> yeah. agree with that i think where let's take matthew here because matthew was the winner out of the final three mm -hmm. um i agree with ollie where matthew had the better jury management but i do want to flag this i still feel confident that there were uh members on the jury who were went into final tribal council with the goal of Chris not winning. And that's just mm -hmm. how I felt as a viewer mm -hmm. with some of the questions, with some of the things. One of the questions from Pegleg was, do you have any remorse for how you played and lied? And I feel like 
Matthew also lied at certain points, right? Yeah. I, I'm sure it's it's one of Leilani even lied at one point and then apologized for it and told the truth at a certain point. It's like, Survivor. I, Everyone's gonna lie. Yeah. It's Survivor. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Can we just stop asking that question? Like future Survivor players at Final Tribal Council, you got lied to. It sucks. You're gonna be angry. But you've lied yourself. It is a mm. game you cannot get through without lying. Uh, so we talk. Oh, go ahead, Ollie. No, I was just <laughs> gonna say at the end of the and this is for pet. This is for May Pegleg. At the end of the day, had Chris and Matthew not lied at final eight, would you still be? Would you have made it to final five? So sometimes the lies will benefit you, even if you're not the one doing it. Oh, I'm, I just got to leave it at that. Well, when we, we're going to take a quick ad break. And when we come back, we're going to, overall, we've mentioned Tim. Congratulations to the winner of Survivor UK, Matthew. We will talk more about his game all together and then get into a few of the other stuff that happened during these final two episodes, including the Outpost and talk about whether we like the challenges or not. We'll talk about the rest of that when we get back after this ad break. Hi, Survivor Now podcast listeners. I am Katie from KT Designs, better known as Katie Tedesco Art on both Instagram and Etsy. I have been designing and selling Survivor products for over seven years at my Etsy shop, including replicas like hidden immunity idols and Survivor trading cards with all of the players' stats on the back. I am so grateful for Survivor Now for giving me this shout out and helping me reach even more super fans. I love listening to their podcast. So if you are looking for some really unique reality TV products for yourself or to give a super fan in your life, come check out my Etsy shop at www.etsy.com slash shop slash katietedescoart.com. I just have to say, uh, you guys can't see this. I'm outing myself, but in the we have a private chat that we can communicate. And obviously I was having connection issues. And Matthew goes, welcome back, Randy. I say, thank you, LOL. And then I was trying to type as fast as possible to get it in before the ad ended. And it just says, Grissat John holding down the fart. <laughs> when I was trying to say great job. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was laughing my butt off. I had to say that. Anyways, uh, we are here to talk about, if you're just now joining, the finale and episode 15 of Survivor UK. Uh, basically the last two episodes. That's an easier way to say it. And it is time to talk about the winner because we have crowned a new sole survivor, Matthew Haywood, I think. Is it Haywood? Yeah, hey yeah, yeah. I said it right. Um, and he goes home with the title of sole survivor and the $100,000 pound prize. Or why did I say dollar and pound? Dollar yeah, pound. I'm all over the place. Dollar pound. <laughs> the, I'm, I'm so used to covering Survivor US. Um, he goes home with the 100,000 pound prize. Ollie, uh, Put that in perspective for Matthew and I. Mm -hmm. Like, how much of that is he actually going to get? Do you know? I think he's getting all of it. I Ooh. think because it's... So with the BBC, I know that there is a limit because then I, I believe tax comes into play, but I'm not sure mm. that would be a more financially advised person than me. But I do believe he's going to get most of it, if not all of it. Um Ah, that's that's what i was curious about because in the u.s they take uh 
a big chunk out of the, the winnings. But let's get to his game as a whole, how happy we are to see him win, how not happy, depending on what time. I think we're all happy. Um, we can also talk about the hate that he's getting. A lot of people are mad that he went on to win this season. Um, we, we have mentioned it, how every Survivor winner is going to have people who hate their game one way mm. or or another it's not right. who they wanted to win so yeah. the season is it's ruined because they didn't like them or they didn't like their gameplay or they were huge tanuke and nathan fans i was a huge nathan fan and i am not mad whatsoever that he turned on them it's part of the game it's all fair play matthew is a a young lad i can say that because i feel like i'm getting old at this point uh <laughs> he's he's a young man who had you know is a good dude. And I think hmm. we should be happy that he's won. He's shown that throughout. He, especially when he gets to interact with his family, you can see how genuine he is. And I feel like this is going to do so much for him. And I'm so happy. I was super happy seeing him win. Honestly, I I would have been happy with all three of them winning hmm. all five of the final five. I, I loved most of the people this season. Um, so let's talk about, Putting all that in perspective, I'm going to go to you first, Ollie. Mm -hmm. What did you think? Like, what went through your mind when Matthew won? Uh, you can respond to the Hades getting. What do you have to say about this this win of Matthew winning Survivor UK 2023? I was happy, and I've said this. I've been, and to your point, Randy, I was probably Tanuke's biggest fan. <clears throat> yeah, and bearing in mind, let's be fair. Who was the reason? Tanuke went out, Matthew. Matthew. And I'm still yeah. and I'm still sat here today going, well done, Matthew. And that's because he played an amazing game. He was able to adapt so well. So I think he is a well-deserved winner. As he said, he went there as a boy, came out as a man. And I think the money is going to do him wonders, considering he's only 21. He's got his life ahead of him. Um, but to the hate... <laughs> Before we get to the hate, really fast. Go to that. 100% of 100,000 pounds, no tax on TV show winnings. Thank you. Wow, that is amazing. I'm yeah, moving to I, the UK. I know <laughs> that with the BBC that it's it's a certain bracket. And I think it's it, because we can't do it. I think at a million, there is a big, like with, with there is a big. So I think 100 pounds, that's where it stops for TV shows. Um, mm. Anyways, yeah. What I did notice last night after the finale was a lot of people, a lot of the viewers were not happy. And unfortunately, what I saw was only two big things being referenced. That he wasn't the entertaining one. And that the reason he shouldn't have won was because he didn't put the clasp on the lobster trap. If that is the sole reason he shouldn't win... Survivor is not the show for you. <laughs> Ollie's, Ollie's using his middle finger on purpose. That's the one finger he left. <laughs> <laughs> this is just convenient. This, this was just uh, that. Convenience. Um, <laughs> convenience, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, because I actually, I, this is my own personal experience last night, and I actually told Matthew this. I put a tweet out and I was like, well done, every, like, well done to the winner. I didn't name the winner because I didn't want to spoil anyone who hadn't watched it at that point. I was like, well done to the winner. You did amazing. Can't wait for a season two. I had a response and it was, and it literally was, didn't deserve the win after he couldn't lock the tra trap. 
boring contestants. The winner didn't get to deserve. I replied because I was like, you've just replied on my thing. And I said, if you're being as bitter as you are accusing the jury of being, Survivor is not the game for you. And that's all I say to people because I've seen a lot of bitterness and people saying that the jury have been bitter. If you're going to give the same energy you're accusing others of, how how is that going to work? You're no better than the people you're accusing at this point. So that's what I say to them. Matthew deserved the win. Chris, if he won, he would have deserved the win. Leilani, if she won, she would have deserved the win. At this point, you should just congratulate them. Even if you, even if your favorite didn't win, at least give that person who won the congrats and then go, go to that person and just say, you are amazing. I wish you would have won. Give them the praise. Why? What's the point in trying to public publicly <clears throat> tear anyone else down? What's the point? And, uh, and I know survivor UK was, was real. It wasn't made for new fans, but they were trying to gain a new audience. You know, they mm. were trying to open the world of Survivor for a bunch of people. Mm. And I will say, um, from someone who's watched it for a long time, when I was growing up, I was one of those people. I remember. I'm going to bring in a, a little bit of Survivor U US here for those of you who have seen the show, um, and I'll put it in perspective for those mm. of you who haven't. Um, there was this one winner, Michelle Fitzgerald. I hated her win. I hated it. I was screaming about it. I thought she was a goat. I was under the impression she didn't deserve the win. And over time, the more that I've covered it and the more that I've watched it and went back and watched it, you have to realize this is an edited down show. We don't see mm -hmm. everybody's gameplay. You don't know what's happening on the island 24-7. You get literally 60 minutes of like a three-day span. And that's what you see. So if they, I am now under the impression now Michelle is probably my favorite female winner of all time. And I think sure. you have to look at it from the sense of if they make it to the end, like how they played or not, they deserve to win. That is the mm -hmm. whole point of the game is to make it to the end. I'm waiting for Matthew to be like, mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> but that's I I mean, it's basically like what I said before the ad break, the jury has full control over who they want as the representative of their season. Yeah. So it kind of, that really also comes into consideration too. And we also have to talk about the added pressure of deciding, sure, Soul Survivor is one thing, but has anyone ever stopped to imagine what it might feel like to know that you are voting an amount of money over to someone? Like what that might feel like? Mm. You're changing someone's life. You're changing someone's yeah. life. And I, I don't think that we should underestimate the feeling that comes with that as well. And what I think the thing about this is I actually disagree with you, Randy, about the fact, about the point that this series of Survivor, this, what are we calling it, by the way? Does this count as series three in the UK or is this a new series? I one? think they're counting it as season series three. See, Yeah. Okay. All right. So it's, it felt like with series three, it did feel like that this was for new audiences mm. of survivor. It did feel like it was a, it almost treated like a brand new, never before seen um, social experiment type of game. Part of the fun that I have as a viewer, and I know that some people might not agree with this, but part of the fun is almost 
uh, getting set up for the win of a player at the end, but mm. being surprised by yeah. who actually takes it home. I enjoy that part of Survivor. Mm-hmm. And of course, I agree. The thing I do agree with is that anyone who makes it to the final three did their job of making it there. And at that point, all three of them have an equal playing field of pitching their case. I'm not saying that all of their games are the same, but they all have the opportunity to sort of share how they saw their game and see if that sways any votes as well there. So I'm not a fan of the hate that players are getting. Players shouldn't get hate. We also have to put our business mindset on and says, okay, how are people talking about Survivor? How many people are chatting about Survivor? I saw it trending last night. Um, Survivor UK, I did see it trending. So that is a good sign for the show. But again, I, I the winner is the winner. And I'm not here to bring that person down or bring any of the players down. Yep. I can't say anymore. <laughs> just, if just, I... I'll take a sip of our, of our drinks. <laughs> Yeah, it's the thing. The winner is the winner. If you're not happy about it, okay, you're entitled to your opinion. Oh, if you're not happy about it, go audition. Go, well, let's no, see if they I, announce it, but. Yeah, they need to announce it first. But yeah, that that is my, that, that it, it's true. If you're not happy with the winner, that's fine. I'm not saying that everyone has to be happy with Matthew winning. For me, I loved Matthew winning. I was happy with it. As I've said before, Christopher, Leilani, Pegleg, Hannah, Richard, whoever won, like, I would have been happy for them. But again, to tear other people down, like, why? I don't, I wouldn't need, like, if, if people sat there, if, say for hypothetical, me and you were both at the final two, and I won, and everyone was sat there going, Matthew deserved the win, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, I'd sit there and be like, that's their opinion. But I'd sit there and go, okay, but do you really have to tear me down as a person? I could I could have been really sneaky and you said, yeah, I would I would have really I would have been like, yeah, I deserve to win. But no, 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 you're right. And I I think it's important. And I'm I'm you know I'm curious to see also how the the cast sort of reacts to mm. this now postseason, mm. um, where you know we we can hear more about their experiences. Yeah. So it's all very, very interesting. I mean, Ollie, I think we should sort of kind of wrap up our conversation about reviewing the season as a whole. I So like maybe, I don't know, do we want to do like a scale? If you, if you could rate it, where, how are you thinking in terms of where this falls on your personal enjoyment level for a season of Survivor? I'm going to give it a solid 7.5 out of 10. Okay. Okay. Because again, I think, we, we've all said this, it was a very slow start. There was a lot of organic, organicness that had to occur to then get the post-merge and even kind of the final couple pre-merge. And that's where I feel like it then really thrived and we got to see the true essence of Survivor, like I've said. So that's why I give it a 7.5. I think little things they need to do, and I actually made this list, let me find it. <laughs> Oh, you um, have a list. I have a list. So official. Yeah. I know. Um, so that just a few things that I feel like can, when they do a season four, when they do a season <laughs> four, I hope that we see a couple more kind of puzzles. I hope we see a lot more diverse challenges in the pre-merge. Always right. something we've said. We've even heard that from the cast. 
because again, we didn't get a proper puzzle until final six. And then again, final five. Had those sorts of things come into play pre-merge, I feel like we could have seen a lot more fluidity. Um, I think, again, we've said this more publicity. We, like, they just need to showcase the show more because, again, as a, as a British viewer, I was watching the... I was obviously watching just before and after each episode. And there's another show that's coming out that's being rebooted. And it was teased before before the semi-final, after the semi-final, before the final, after the final. It For me, it was teased more in one night than I even saw Survivor was teased like two months before the show was coming back. So I just think when they do a season four, they really have to ensure that they get the publicity out and they start doing it and they give that, they, they give Survivor the chance. I do also think it needs to go to, it doesn't need to be on the weekends. Oh, like, like um, on a Wednesday or, yeah. yeah. It can go on a weekday. The good thing with Survivor is it can it can hold its own. It can go on a Tuesday. It can go on a Thursday. Like, you can put it in the week. Um, and I, I hope, I'm not saying they need to have all the castaways. Now that we've seen the show and we know what to expect... I think get a couple of cast, get a couple more castaways that know the game, that understand the essence of Survivor. Well, I'm not saying get a whole game of, we don't get a whole load of people at game bots. I don't need to see a season of Survivor that is all just game boy. But getting the people that understand kind of that, yes, there's going to be strategic elements, there's going to be this psychological element, there's going to be lying. I think getting people understanding that there is that connection and that there is, how you are on Survivor isn't how you are in real life. Fine. But overall, I think they've done a really good job at the reboot. What do you think? It does feel like a solid first go. And when I say first go, I, I am aware that there were two seasons of Survivor UK very early on into the early 2000s. But the, the, I, we're, we've reset now. The game has changed yes. so much. This is a, a brand new uh, go around. And I do think it was solid. In my opinion, it took way too long to mm. really heat up. It, it, we, I was looking at the viewer numbers um, a couple of nights ago, and I was surprised to see that viewership was really low for the, I would say, the defining episodes mm. of the season, which were the blind side of Doug and Tanuke. And I think that that is not a great sign moving forward it hasn't caught up quite to this week the viewer figures but i was really hoping that there there would be um i was really hoping that the audience that would was watching from strictly would sort of stick around and i think yeah. for the first week it sort of it, people were checking it out but it really sort of fell down mm -hmm. and i agree with a lot of the things that you said ollie uh i would rank this i would give this like a solid five you know, I, I think that the storytelling, I would like to see, I would like to see the music get an upgrade. If you do I ask do. me, I, for those of you who followed the podcast for a long time, you, you know, my feelings about the, the music choices that were made to the show. Um, you can see my thoughts more in the earlier videos about that. If you want more of a, an idea of uh, my thoughts there. But I also found it weird that we, you know, like there was some pacing issues. We talked about mm. all you and I were messaging about the outpost, which as a segment, I really loved the yeah. idea of it. It just went on for a little bit yeah. too long, in my opinion. 
Yeah. I, yeah. And it's just those little things because I know that us as the British public, we do love, again, I've always said this as a survivor, I do love human elements. And I feel like that is kind of a representation of the British public. We love to see people's human sides. We love to see them the person. I think that's why we see other kind of reality TV shows, Big Brother, do sort of well because you see them as the people. Um, however, when it comes to Survivor, it is that balance. And just like the family, the letters from home and the outpost, I don't need 20 minutes of it. Give me that moment to see that. Yes, absolutely. But you don't, it doesn't need to drag that long. Um, and also to your point about the viewership, I actually did look at the viewership before the finale and I can confirm that the viewership after kind of as that the Tanuke and Doug things go, mm -hmm. it went back up. Okay. And we, we have managed to get not quite the premiere number, mm. but we've managed to get back into, I know the premiere was 3.31 million. I know that by episode 13, it was into the 3 million again. It had gotten back up to at least 3 million. So hopefully once we get the viewer figures for the last kind of three episodes, we do see that it has gotten higher. Yeah, that's that's my hope. I hope that the with word of mouth that going mm. into the finale that it sort of found its footing a little bit um, or that viewers wanted to see at the end who was going to take home the prize. Yeah. Again, I, I would like to see it more consistently in the threes, especially as we move it into I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you, Ollie. I'm gonna say when we get the next season of Survivor UK, just you know, for positive mm. thinking. But other than that, I'm curious to hear all of the thoughts from the viewers as well. Let us know yes. where you were viewing from, how you enjoyed the season. Do you want another season of Survivor? Chances are, if you are as much of a fan to come watch our videos that you also might feel, but let us know. You might you might say, no, I'm, I'm done with the series. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts why as well. Ollie, any final thoughts before we close out here? Yeah, I before we even finish, there's there's one man, we, we've only touched about a little bit, but I do feel like has to get his flowers as well. And that's Joel. <laughs> I do think... I, I know a lot of people were kind of nervous for Joel because he kind of came from Saturday Night TV and there was that kind of showmanship that he can because he was originally a comedian. I think Joel did a really good job this season. There were the odd times that he was teetering on the edge of being a bit too comedic when it wasn't needed. But overall, I think he did a really good job. And I think he helped set the precedent for Survivor. And I, I I hope if when when we have a season four that he's back to hosting it again, because even on social media, he's been such a big support of it. And he's been a big advocate for people trusting it and watching it. So for that, we say to Joel, well done and good job. It was great to see Joel sort of ingrain himself into the Survivor yeah. fandom. I, I love seeing that from the representative of the show. Mm. Um, and yeah, I agree. And I think that Joel also, who is a, a, a performer too, you know, like I think that Joel will be able to look at this first season and be able to come back bigger and better than yeah. ever before. So I agree. I like, thank you, Ollie. I, I, I appreciate that. We also gave Joel his flowers mm. for his part in the season. Yeah. Also, we need to actually congratulate the entire cast. <laughs> right. The, the players who actually went out yeah. there and put themselves through this. Yeah. So 
Richard, Sabrina, Rach, Rachel, Ren, Jess, Shy, Lou, Ashley, Doug, Tanuke, Lawrence, Nathan, Pegleg, Hannah, Leilani, Chris, and Matthew. Thank you for an amazing for reboot season, shall we say. I think everyone deserves their flowers. Everyone did amazing. And ev all 18 people should be proud of the people that they showcase. They, every, all of them, I will give everyone their flowers. Everyone, well done. A special applause to the cast as well. And a special announcement. You can catch more of myself and Ollie later today at 2 p.m. Eastern. Ollie, what time would that be for you? 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock. UK time. UK time. We have our show Got Something For You. We are recapping episode 12 of Survivor 45. So if you are a, a big Survivor fan and you want to know what's going on in the U.S. version of Survivor, make sure you stick around for that. Thank you all so much for joining us on this Survivor UK journey. We so enjoyed covering this season. And like Ollie's been saying, let's hope for that next one so we can continue the conversation. Thank you all so much for joining and we'll see you next time.